Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Is recycling quarterbacks the way to go? The Riders have never really seemed to be able to groom a quarterback. You look at a team like Calgary, they have always had the next one on their roster. Who's running the show? John Huffnagel, quarterback. Dave Dickinson, quarterback. Mark Mueller, quarterback. You think they might know quarterback? Why do you think they're a quarterback factory? Some teams know how to do it. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Hour 2 of the RP Show. Coming at you live from Ballers Rec Room. Coming in hot. Uh, it's great. Yes, we are in the rectangle, the sweatpants capital, the Bermuda Triangle of the National Hockey League, really. It's where it all goes down. Right here. And we're live on Game Plus TV. WQEE, the key. Darren Moose Dupont is with us. And for the people that are watching on video... I will say, do you notice anything different about Darren? I will say that to producer Clark in my ear. Tell him what you changed up, Moose. Just switched out the cameras. We did, yeah. a little, we did a little swap here, playing around, trying to make things more mobile, agile, right? Lean, Lean. taut, tight. Exactly. Nice and taut. Yeah. Right? And, uh, uh, I like it. Okay, good. Looks good. Um, so we got a lot of topics on the table today. Not really Golden Corral many topics, but... Enough. Juicy ones. Yeah. More quality than quantity today. And you'll have to forgive me if we do get into some old school uh, isms, if you will. I'm staying at the Hotel Saskatchewan. I'm speaking at the Hotel Saskatchewan tonight to Viterra, huge agricultural company, to their managers and staff, a few hundred on, on mental health and how they can better assist you know, their staff and that kind of thing. I'm looking forward to it. So Glenn Erickson, he's an old hockey guy, as you know. He's watching in Medicine Hat. And he says, I always enjoyed scanning the Leader Post newspaper sports section back in the day while having my shoes shined at the Hotel Saskatchewan. Money well spent. Memory lane. Yeah. By the way, I'm hearing something. There's an echo coming. I think, are you hearing an echo, Clark? Anyways, at Grey Cup, at Grey Cup, the Canadian Football League Championship. I went down to the Hotel Saskatchewan to get my shoes shined. Yeah. Do you remember that? I do. The guy was closed for the week. Yeah. Could have been the his... busiest week of the year. He could have been great having all the guys coming through, put a little <laughs> sandwich board outside. He would have been busy right. all day long. It had to be a reason why he was closed. But the last time that I went there for a shoe shine, oh, it was, remember oh. the... My shoes came out of there, they looked gold. Yeah. And I don't mean Michael Jackson gold, but just... Yeah. Right? And then I went and got them shined, Sean, in Boca Raton, and they didn't look the same. This guy here's the best. Yeah. And he's Torchy Simpson's cousin. I can't remember what his name is, but he's a good one. Great spot. I used to get my haircut right next to where they did the shoe shine. Oh, of course. They got the hot chicks there. <laughs> right? No, it was all guys cutting hair. Okay. It was a real barber shop. Old school. Nothing fancy. We were talking last hour late. Yeah. About the, uh, there's an echo coming from somewhere. I got to figure this out. Yeah, there is. About the coaches and the players not getting along. And thank you to Perry Shockey from uh, watching in Lethbridge, Alberta, former scout for the LA Kings and longtime junior coach, saying that he'd like to participate in the skills competition and shoot pucks at the media, selected media. And I said, it's, you know, at some point, I wish we could get over the disdain between the media and the coaches. Allie in Texar, Canada, the biggest Stars fan that we know, she writes in and she says, Dallas's media get along with the players and coaches? Great. I guess I don't get it. Why not have good relationships with the people you're reporting on? I think it's a Canadian thing because, frankly, in Sunrise, there's not a lot of media to begin with, and they all get along great with the Panthers. I've seen it with my own eyes. But in Canada, you always got to have that feud, that fight. You know, it was right around a year ago. Leon Dreisaitl and Jim Matheson in Edmonton. Leon, why do you got to be so pissy? Remember that? I do. I do. And, I, and again, I don't, I'd like to see us get over it, but some people don't want to get over it. They don't. 
at all. And I think like the, you know, you talk about shooting pucks to media. I think it'd be the same thing with the referees, right? I'd like to have a free, put that, like, you talk about the goalies not trying, put the referees in goal or put the media in goal, celebrity media yeah. goal, right? Um, and, and hey, we're going to get to the, to the big CFL stuff in a second. Kevin, the medium watching in Airdrie says 34 days before the RP show returns to Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. We need to plan a viewer's coffee party. Ooh. How about that? I agree. And uh, my mind's jumping all over the place. Oh, well, part of the reason was the Flames. I watched the game last night. They're calling it the game of the year. The Flames losing at the Rangers in overtime. It wasn't the game of the year, but it was pretty good. And I, I watched it. My like, Flames played pretty well, gave up more goals than they'd like, but it was a point on the road in a hostile environment. There was a lot of fights. They stuck up for each other. That's the kind of game that brings people together. And then I'm watching an analyst on national television saying, Flames have lost their identity. They're nowhere near a, a year ago. They can't be happy with this game. I'm like, what? That is totally not what I saw. I know. And now the opinions make the world go around, right? Yeah. But that's the one thing where I'll just say this about Daryl Sutter. I've said it many times. I was doing that banquet with him and his brother Brian in Paradise Hill, Saskatchewan. And I think it was on the mic. It might not have been. It might have been we were sitting having supper together. It doesn't matter because the conversation was the same between both. And Daryl said, and I don't mind saying it. He's probably not watching right now, but I guarantee somebody from his family is on TELUS in Alberta. And he goes, I don't like the media. I don't like any media. And I say, oh, I don't like any coaches either. The look he gave me was like I just farted at the table. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. And I said, if you're going to say you don't like any of the media, then I'm going to say I don't like any coaches. That's a dumb thing to say, Daryl. How can you not like anybody? And the conversation went down from there. <laughs> By the way, he, really? Shocking he wouldn't see it my way. Because I remember the next morning, Rich called me, his brother. He goes, what the hell did you say to my brother last night? What happened up there? So anyways, lastly, do you envision a day where they get along? No. No. Like, select. I thought, you know, in, in certain situations, they do. Like, Sean Payton, before now going back to Denver, he's been on the media. He's been on panels. He's been yep. on shows. So he gets it. But other guys have, too. Like, Tortorella was in, on TSN. He gets the media side of it. Doesn't mean he likes them when he's back as being a coach. It's like you flip a switch. I think guys, though, that work in the media and then go back to coaching have a little bit better of a respect for what we're doing. Well, it's just... Again, some don't want to get along. I had a call last week from a hockey guy, and he was talking about an old newspaper writer. He goes, he freaking hates you. I'm like, what? I haven't thought about the guy for 10 years. He's still holding on to something? feel sorry for those guys. Get over it. Okay, to the CFL news. Okay, I have not really, this, this is probably the fastest this show's ever gone. Yeah. I'm not joking. To just zoom. Yeah. Which is a good thing. From the Canadian Football League, where it's an important time. We are in the exclusive negotiating window right now. Free agency opens on Valentine's Day at 10 a.m. Mountain. And right now, teams can talk to rival teams, free agents, and offer them deals. So, the word we're getting today is that Trevor Harris, who has been in Montreal the last couple of years as quarterback, is going to come to Saskatchewan for over a million dollars over two years. And he's now recruiting potential free agents to come to Saskatchewan as well. That was the call that I got this morning. That was the word I got from a football guy. So that told me, yeah, he's coming. And not too many people saw this coming. You know, and you said you'd heard that there was somebody signed this morning. Well, and, and Clark can check on, on, on Twitter. I think John Hodge is posting that Jake Weineke is coming. That's correct. Yeah. So I did see that, right? Jake Weineke is agreed in principle or to sign in Saskatchewan. Right. So for the CFL fans, and I should say, we are on the air in Atlanta. Shout out Ryan O'Radio. And as I was told by Sean Lucas, former CFLer number 31, with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. He said, half the CFL lives in Atlanta in the offseason. 
They're all listening to WQEE. So they love the CFL talk. They're not getting a lot of any of what we talk about on any other station in Atlanta because they're all talking about the Falcons and the NFL. So I'm trying to stay out of the comments and back to where we are here. So the buzz, for those that weren't watching an hour ago, I said I was staying at the Hotel Saskatchewan, historic hotel. The two places I went today, the very first people that walked up to me, Walmart was one, a car dealership was another, in my face about the football team and Trevor Harris signing here. And then when I, because they care, it's a big deal. And when I talked to that football guy this morning, he said, now they're saying that because O'Day, the general manager of the Rough Riders, acquired or signed Trevor Harrison free agency, he should be given another year out of his contract because he's only got a year left. I'm like, man, they're, they, the Kings are getting ahead of themselves around here, aren't they? Yeah. yeah it's awesome that Trevor Harris is coming here. Awesome he's going to get paid. Big name, great quarterback, but he hadn't even played a game yet. Would you be handing out contract extensions to management based on this news? Of course not. I mean, if that's the case, we should have handed out a five-year deal for signing Duke Williams for whatever they signed him for last year, two and a quarter, you know. Um, I just, you have to, it's a good start. It's a really good start. That's why they're here. Like, they're here for another year, partly because there's another year left on their deal, but they're here to try and turn this around. I know organizations typically don't want to waste years. So if you don't think there's a chance and give them one final chance... So you have to take advantage of it. Sign the guys you think can, can save your job and get this team back yeah. to winning, and maybe that's Trevor Harris. They got to win, that's all. Regarding where CFL players live in the offseason, Jeff the Stamps fan says a half live in Atlanta, the other half live or stay in Calgary. Maybe that's true, I don't know. Although we did see a little bit of it at Grey Eagle last year. We were surrounded by football guys until what? May. Yeah. Then we didn't see him again. That's right. Because they were playing. 11-11, Swerve in Calgary points out. Mountain. Uh, Jeff Gordon from the audience says, overreaction Tuesday regarding to the news that Trevor Harris is signing in Saskatchewan. So that's the big news. What is there any other news? That's like the only news. That's the big one I've seen, yeah. Yeah. Let's move on to tonight, if you don't mind. Uh, poll question first for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center has to do with Super Bowl 57. Capital has dealerships all across the Canadian prairies and the state of California. Who will have more passing yards in Super Bowl 57? Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs or Jalen Hurts of the Philadelphia Eagles? And running away with it is Patrick Mahomes. We might have to put that to our guest in hour two. Brad Sham coming up two segments from now, the voice of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm very interested to see what he has to say. I just shake my head at the offseason in Dallas. I'm voting for Patrick Mahomes. You? Yeah, I'm voting for Mahomes for sure. They, he throw, they, we think he's a mobile quarterback and, and runs around, but he actually throws. He's more of a pocket quarterback. He throws way more and doesn't run that much. Hurts, on the other hand, is going to run a lot more. Clark has alerted me that Brad Sham is the next segment, the voice of the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. So if you've got NFL questions, Cowboys-related questions, get them into us now, 902-518-3033. Gosh knows there's a lot of Cowboys fans around Atlanta. There's a lot of Cowboys fans everywhere. So we'll go to the horse's mouth, if you will, Brad Sham. And I might point out, I don't know if you've got around yet to reading my 10 things column from the weekend, but there are a lot of Cowboys in Florida, way more than you would think, way more than you would think. And this isn't a new thing. When I first started going to Florida several years ago, I was like, not just Cowboys, but I'm like, there's a lot of cattle around here. Really? A lot of cattle. It, it, it has a very much a northern Saskatchewan feel, Florida. Wow. Very green, a lot of trees. Yeah. And, you know, you see those cattle grazing away on the side of the highway up there. Same thing in Florida. And I got back here and spoke to the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association, which I'm going to be doing again this summer. And they said, yeah, it's number two state for beef production behind Texas. Would not have guessed. I'm going full on squirrel right now. Uh, so <laughs> because I have you here and we only have two minutes left in this segment tonight, in the National Hockey League, Colorado Avalanche at the Pittsburgh Penguins, San Jose at Tampa Bay. Seattle, Kraken at the New York Islanders. Edmonton Oilers at Detroit. 
Vegas Golden Knights at Nashville and Anaheim at Chicago. In the NBA, the Atlanta Hawks visit New Orleans. We should have our way with the Pelicans, I would think. Here come the Hawks. And in the dub tonight, Edmonton Oil Kings at the Saskatoon Blades. Red Deer at Portland, Kelowna at Prince George. Have you looked at tonight's NHL slate? Have you taken a, do you want to take a swing at the game of the night in the National Hockey League? This is a good one. You know, the Pittsburgh game is going to be a good one. Colorado-Pittsburgh? Yeah. You know, two teams that are really hungry to try and solidify or get into that playoff mix and really, you know, solidify. So to me, that was the first one that jumped off the page was Colorado-Pittsburgh. And you've got a lot of star power in that game, too, which I love. Yeah. Swerve from the audience. He's in Calgary. says, Tampa got spanked by Florida last night. Did they ever? They're still smarting. 7-1. Matthew Kachuk had five points. First time since Mario Lemieux that a player's come out of the NHL All-Star game and re registered five points in the next game. I think that goes back to 1988. So there's a lot of real fun things going on in the National Hockey League, and we have put behind us the debacle of All-Star Weekend. But that would be one thing that we'll talk with Brad Sham about, the NFL Pro Bowl games. Super Bowl 57, the voice of the Dallas Cowboys, is coming up next. All the best guests are right here. It's the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network. We're live streaming on YouTube. Run your favorite podcast platform and on the radio WQEE the key. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Cause it's a heave ho hi oh Stealing wheat and barley, such a young man's game. Hey, there's an easier way to plunder. Playnow.com, Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. How do we score such a bounty? With slot games, table games, and sports betting. Winning such a treasure, there'd be no more swabbing the deck. Visit Playnow.com to sign up today. Play with confidence, plus profits stay in Saskatchewan. Must be 19 plus to play. Use your game sense. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. The RP Show continues on Game Plus TV. Your favorite daytime sports talk show on the radio as well. WQEE, the key. And your favorite podcast platform. We have a lot of topics that we can get to with Brad Sham, the voice of the Dallas Cowboys here on the week of Super Bowl 57. Brad, happy... February, I guess, man. What's a, what's a guy like you got getting up to on Super Bowl week? What's happening? Um, you know, uh, trying to um, get over a horrible cold last week and a whole bunch of personal stuff that didn't get attended to uh, while the season was going on that now won't wait. And uh, looking forward to uh, going to a Super Bowl party with our crew, our radio broadcast crew that we do every year. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. Well, as I mentioned, there's a lot of things to get to uh, with you, Brad. I just wonder what, first of all, is your take on this past weekend, the NFL Pro Bowl games, what the Pro Bowl's become? Did you watch any of it? And if so, what did you think of this new format? You know, Rod, I watched most of it, um, partly because I said I was getting over a bad cold. But I surprised myself by uh, by really kind of liking it. Uh, I did not see the dodgeball, which I'm told was one of the most um, entertaining parts. Here's what I here's what I liked. Uh, the, the players were having a lot of fun. They were into it. They were competitive. 
and they were really trying to do their best to keep it in perspective. Looked to me like that stadium was full. The, the thing is that the game had become kind of a joke because no one wants to get hurt and no one wants their players to get hurt. And so you can't really play a real football game at the end of the season. This was, it seemed to me, I was skeptical about it going in, but it seemed to me in the, in the execution of it, a kind of an inventive way the league came up with to do some fun, different things that would showcase the athletes and their personalities and uh, allow the fans to feel part of it. So I, I would call it a success. I'm glad to hear you say that because I was in Fort Lauderdale for the NHL All-Star Weekend, and it was all of the exact same thing. The players were together, the families were together, the fans were together, the sponsors were together. That's what it's become all about. And if that's what your expectation is, then you would come away happy. But if you want to see heads banging, you're going to be disappointed from here on in because that's not going to happen again. Uh, With the Super Bowl 57 matchup, Chiefs and Eagles, do you have a take on how this is going to go down, Brad? I think it's a great game. Um, I, I I would tend to pick the Eagles slightly only because, I mean, I saw them live twice and watched them many more times on tape and, and on television, and I don't know where their weakness is. They just don't seem to have one, and Jalen Hurts is a difference maker with the passer his, he's become as well as the way he executes the running game. Now, uh, Mahomes is a, a, a transcendent talent, and he can do things that no other quarterback can do. We'll have to see how much the two weeks has helped his ankle heal, and they've got a couple other guys that are a little beat up, and they're very, very good, and their defense is underrated, and uh, Mahomes, I think, can... Uh, overcome a lot of weaknesses. I think the Eagles have the best offensive line in the sport, and if they are able to generate offense and uh, and put Mahomes in a position where he has to throw, it's like leading Br'er Rabbit to the briar patch, I guess. But, um, I mean, I think it should be a great game. Either team could win. If I had to pick one, I'd pick the Eagles in a close game. Yeah, I think it will be a tight one. And it's funny because the football people – that I'm speaking with and having on this show are reserving their pick until later in the week. They always do because they want to see what the injury situation is and wait till the rosters are set. And isn't that always the case, Brad? And I wonder because the Dallas Cowboys aren't there. I think I told you they're my favorite team. How much did injuries affect the Cowboys and the fact that they're not in this Super Bowl? You know, here's the thing, Rod. Uh, When you look at the Eagles, the reason the Eagles are in the Super Bowl to me is uh, in it, there's no one, but in great measure, it's because of the way they put their team together. Uh, they have weapons on offense absolutely everywhere. Now, the Cowboys beat them when Hertz was injured and unable to play. Injuries can always be the great equalizer. It was evident to me at um, just about halftime of the, of the divisional game in San Francisco, once Tony Pollard got hurt and went out, then... Uh, Prescott made a mistake, threw a bad interception before halftime. But the biggest, the, the game was still winnable. It was still sitting right there. And the biggest thing that just was incredibly tangibly obvious to me in the second half was C.D. Lamb was the only playmaker they had. The Eagles have, a, have had a little different philosophy. Uh, certainly last year they did. They went out and uh, traded for A.J. Brown, and they spent some money on Uh, Some other free agents on both sides of the ball uh, traded for some. uh, And here I'd like to parenthetically insert that I thought their best, including A.J. Brown, their best acquisition was Hassan Reddick, who I always thought was a good player. But every time I saw an Eagles game, Hassan Reddick influenced the game. He was the guy who knocked Brock Purdy out of the championship game. Frankly, because I don't judge everything just by raw statistics. I thought Hassan Reddick might have been the defensive player of the year in the NFL. But they went out and got him. And they went out and traded for the safety. from They went out and acquired guys. The Cowboys have not done that for several years. So I think that was the biggest difference. The Cowboys are trying to keep an eye on the salary cap. 
They're trying to grow and develop, and I'm a big devotee of that. I think that's good. But then I think when your offseason is coming along, you have to see what creativity you can come up with with your money because there is a salary cap. You have to see where your potential weaknesses are, and you have to be uh, willing to take a gamble, which they've traditionally been willing to do, but not the last few years. So I, I think that's the biggest difference between the Eagles and the Cowboys. And the Eagles, I mean, the the Cowboys – at half in the second half of that game in San Francisco, they didn't have anybody but Lamb who was going to be a dynamic playmaker who was going to help Prescott out, and that's a weakness that was glaring to me. They've got to address that. A lot of Cowboys fans out there, I'm sure they're enjoying this interview as much as I am. Last year, I was at the Super Bowl in LA, got to spend time with Michael Irvin, uh, met him for the first time on Radio Row, went to a Super Bowl party with him. The reason I bring that up is every year the playmaker thinks the Cowboys will be in the Super Bowl, and every year since 1995 he's been disappointed. Um, can you talk about the change in him from when you called his games to where he is now and just being that lightning rod of Cowboys nation and, uh, you know, the expectations for this team every year are just so high. He represents a lot of people. Yeah, I don't know that Michael's very much different. He's one of my very favorites. I just, I literally love him. We, we had a we had a uh, conversation, um, oh, five or six years ago. Uh, he was approaching his 51st birthday, and uh, he was doing so with great trepidation because his father didn't make it to 51. And I, I shared with him that I had uh, three friends uh, in this business who were big influences on me who all – passed before the age of 51 and i got the significance of it and and he's a deeply caring guy he also is very emotional wears it on his sleeve um i've always loved every encounter that i've had with michael and he he's a cowboy through and through he's going to look for the sunny side but i mean if he's if he looked at him and said they're horrible they're they have no chance he wouldn't be touting them to win but he's looking for an optimistic take on things, and it and it's it's authentic. It may not always be realistic, mm. but it's authentic, and that's one of the things I love about the guy. Well, I think it's important to be positive, and it's hard. It's hard to be positive. It's real easy to be negative. That's why most people are. But the Cowboys are coming off back-to-back 12-win seasons, and they are a good team. Um, where do you see the future in the next few years, Brad, for the Dallas Cowboys? Well, a few years is going way out on a limb, but I will say that I am yeah. I, I feel better about this team now than I did at this time last year. And uh, that's because they, they have some – it's because of some personnel things. But as you pointed out, they won 12 in a row – uh, 12 games for the first two years in a row for the first time in close to 30 years. In fact, it's the first time in that period that they have had double-digit wins in consecutive years, and it's the first time in 15 years that they have been to the playoffs in consecutive years. Now, no one's playing for that as the ultimate goal, but if you want to be critical of the uh, the administration and the coaching staff, you have to also give them credit. That's part. Those things are part of the recipe of the soup. Those things are real. And to me, it points in things going in the right direction. Uh, they've got personnel questions that they have to address. And people are not interested in the difficulties of managing the money. Uh, they're, they've got C.D. Lamb and Trayvon Diggs, who now are eligible now that the their second season is over for contract extensions and they both want to get paid and they probably earn getting paid now that money has got to factor into what they do in the future uh, and so there the some of the higher profile free agents that they have you can't keep them all uh, but that was the case last year and they came out of it pretty good i i do think will mcclay's got an enviable track record in in the personnel department and i think that one thing that's important to note is that they again were able to hold on to dan quinn as the defensive coordinator and now with the change in offensive coordinators mike mccarthy's going to call the plays which he was very success- successful doing most of his career in green bay 
And I look, Kellen Moore is an outstanding young coach. I do think it might have been time for just a new voice for Dak Prescott. And, and he did regress this year. The interceptions are not sustainable. That's not been who he is throughout his career. But I, I do think that McCarthy was able to look at it and say, these windows are only open for a short period of time, and you cannot have a guy going into the year when he's going to be 30 years old to take a step back like that. So while we have some things around him, we have got to figure out what made that happen and maybe tweak the approach a little bit and try to take advantage of what we had. So Quinn will keep the defense solidified. Uh, I, I trust his judgment on the players on whom to spend money in free agency and who to go get. And uh, McCarthy now is is going all in for his uh, time here uh, by taking over the play calling role because he's got uh, two years, including 2023, left on his contract. And I, I mean, just what we were talking about a minute ago, Rod. When you when you figure in the consecutive years of success. That's part of the evaluation of Mike McCarthy. And they've got to take the next step. And I think McCarthy taking control of the play calling uh, is part of that next step. And uh, the realities are that if he is not able with the – now they're going to have to improve their talent on the offensive side of the ball. But if he's not able to take that next step, then this time next year it, it, he'll be reevaluated in a very uh, different way, and Dan Quinn is standing by. If his defense has another great year, then he would seem to be an option. So Mike knows all that. He, he's He's been through it all before. But I'm really positive about uh, where they are because I think Prescott's season statistically and the interceptions, I think that was an outlier. And I think they will – find ways to improve their receiver core. And I think they'll probably uh, tag Tony Pollard. And I'm confident that they'll do some things in the draft that will improve them. And I think they've got a very good job. Here's the other thing. Philadelphia is clearly the best team in the NFC. When do you see the guys they lose? Because they, they got a lot of guys on expiring contracts and older guys. And every year is different. But I think the Cowboys are, are a competitive and a contender for next year right now. Well, as they say, you're either getting better or getting worse, and I think the Cowboys are getting better. A, a quick one. We have less than a minute, but our audience wants to know, how's Brett Maher doing, former CFL kicker? How is he doing? Well, you know, he, he's um, probably going to be looking for work. Um, he's, I love Brett. He's a really stable guy. And he's got a firm grip on reality. And I think this, the whole thing that happened in Tampa uh, unsettled him and got in his head. But he will come out of it being fine because he's got a really good foundation. I don't know if it'll be here. Appreciate the chat as always, Brad. Enjoy Super Bowl 57. Chat with you down the road. Thank you. Thanks, Rod. Look forward to it. The outstanding voice of the Dallas Cowboys for 44 years. Brad Sham. We'll be right back with a sports update. Viewer takeover. Moose DuPont will rejoin. We're live from Baller's Rec Room on the Game Plus television network. Streaming live on YouTube and WQEE Radio, the key. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. I swear, I said it earlier, it hasn't changed. This is uh, the fastest show we've ever done, and that just means that we're having fun. And I want to send a uh, shout-out to Dusty. He's watching in Port City in the Maritimes on Game Plus TV. And uh, you can follow him on Twitter, at Dusty Trout. He's verified sports gambling expert. Where is this message here? Watching the boys. You might have seen it. He tagged you. Watching RP Show and Darren DuPont looking good, boys. And he's got a free prop for the people. 
he says. So give, me, give me a follow at Dusty Trout. Okay, and thanks for watching on Game Plus out there in the Maritimes where we are carried on East Link Cable, Game Plus Television. So, <clears throat> lots going down. Super Bowl, NHL, CFL free agency. Dan McCabe is watching. The Moose is here. Can yeah. we bring him in uh, from the uh, NHL's Bermuda Triangles where we're broadcasting from Ballers Rec Room specifically. Dan says, I heard last night on Sportsnet the same thing Justin Bourne said last hour, and that is players love when a teammate sticks up for another teammate after he's been hit. I get it if it's a big player's being picking on a little player or it's an illegal hit. But other than that, why can't hockey players take a clean legal hit? Football players take a hit without running over and attacking the opponent? <laughs> That's a good question. It's not new, and it, it's a great question. And I thought, in a way, the same thing. Sammy Blaze was the guy with the hit with the Rangers last night on Lucic, and it started a Donnybrook, a brouhaha, a melee, which we all love. Yes. I'm probably the wrong guy to ask because it's the code. It's the code. And in one way, we're supposed to get rid of the code because it's antiquated and barbaric. And on the other, in that, what he's saying is if you hit a guy cleanly, you shouldn't have to fight for it. The hit was clean. Although, and Truba's hits last night were clean too. They all precipitate fights. Why don't you swing on a 3 0 pitch? You're not supposed to. Yeah, no. Unless you're Fernando Tatis and you go yard. <laughs> but it's just what you don't do. There's those unwritten rules. I don't have an answer, so I'm lobbing him. No, I know, but it's those unwritten rules in sports. And then you always yeah. get a rebel that comes in and says, I'm going to swing on the 3-0 pitch to tease. Boom, gone. And it's disrespectful. Right? Right? But it, you can't fight in baseball, so. But it's a little bit about, you know, the old, it comes way back from the old Wild West. You don't shoot somebody in the back of the head. Right? You go out into the, into the street and you duel. Right? Fair. Honest. Nothing cheap about it. And I, I, there's a little respect about that, but at the same time, are you here to win? Are you here to lose? And what's the win at all costs question? Yeah. Not really answering you, but um, it's interesting to think about. I have yet to find the answer to this other than, you know, not letting things bother me. But over the last year and a bit, I've become something of a Calgary Flames fan. And I watched that game last night, and I thought it was, I was, you know, not happy that the Rangers went up one nothing early. Not surprised that Jacob Markstrom started in goal. But the Flames battled back. It was a back-and-forth game. They stood up for each other. It was a hell of a game. And then I see the analysts on TSN this morning saying the Flames have lost their identity. They're not the same team. And Markstrom was bad. And I just got to let it go. You know, and, and I'm glad that Justin Bourne came on here. He saw it the same way I did. He goes, it was the perfect way to start the second half for the Calgary Flames. I mean, a win would have been better, but they got a loser point in overtime. But with regards to having to fight when you make a clean hit, it's just the way it goes. It's just part of the game is the rookie lap and yeah. whatever else, man. It's just the way. I don't like it, but I don't have to answer for it. Glenn with two wins. Glenn with two wins writes in on the 902 line. He says, good to see you back in Regina, Rod. Are you going to be able to catch any WHL action while here? You betcha. I'm going to watch God's team, the Regina Pats and Connor Bedard up against the Moose Jaw Warriors on Saturday night. And I can't wait. Expecting a review of the hot dogs. Are they still as good as you remember? We'll find out. Were you over that? No. It's a... Mitchell Scruffy Blair kind of ruined that for me, a legendary broadcaster in this town. I used to go on Wiener Wednesday and scarf down about five and a half hot dogs. I couldn't put down six. It was two for one hot dogs, right? Yeah. Still is. Wiener Wednesdays. And then Scruffy one day read to me, looked up the making of a hot dog. Oh. Oh, no. I couldn't do it after that. Spicy. I couldn't do it after that. I'm like, thanks, Mitch. He's like, you didn't know? I said, I never had anybody read it to me like this. And I feel like I haven't had a hot dog there or since. You know that I do it in the movie, movie theater. Yeah. Which, which we have to pick a movie this week. We have to we pick a We got a, a few movie. movies that we got to get to. Oh, and Glenn goes on to say, hey, Rod, do you and Bo Levi Mitchell ever plan to make up? 
I spend zero time thinking about that. And no, I, I don't think we will at this point. Why would we? But I don't think about it until somebody brings it up. Right. You know what I mean? And it doesn't upset me, but I would why just, would I? I would just give him an at, at Necheverry, right? Never's a long time, right? Never say never. We could get along at some point. Hey, the ball's in his court. How many? I've been down on bended knee. I'm like, let's get over this. He doesn't want to. So maybe you should ask him. DM him on Instagram. He's very active on there. Um, regarding Florida being the number two beef, beef producing state in America. What? It still blows my mind. I know. It blew my mind, too. Steve, and they're healthy looking Because I cattle. thought it was just all palm trees and beaches. I'm like, where are they going to put the cattle? It's not what you think. It's not Miami Vice, man. You got to come down. I was blown away the first time I went there. It is palm trees and what else did you beaches. say? Beaches. But there's so much more. Yeah. It's the greatest place I've ever been. Stephen in North Dakota writes in and says, by the way, Hawaii had or has one of the largest ranches in the United States. Maybe they do, but we're talking about Florida. Regarding will sports people and media ever get along? Perry Shockey, again, watching in Lethbridge, Perry S. Hockey, he writes in and says, uh, when sports people or media people make it personal, it's a line crossed where the fans become compromised in agendas. When parties are biased, valuable information in the best interest of the game is lost. He goes on to say more. And, hey, when it becomes personal, there's not much you can do about that. And, again, he's talking about, uh, you know, okay, Shock's very connected to the Calgary scene. There's some ugly stuff going on there with regards to the team and the media and the fan base. And I guess we'll, it's a little over a month that we're going to be there, and I'll see it firsthand. But my main thing, because I'll be honest, when I went to Calgary last year and you were there, I had media people text me going, why are you hanging around with that jerk? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I'm not getting into it. I got a chance here for a fresh start. I'm going to be friends with everybody. And that line from Ray Donovan, I like everybody. It makes life easier. It's true. I'm not getting into it. I don't have to get into it. We'll be right back with a sports update and uh, more viewer takeover. We're live on Game Plus TV, YouTube, your favorite podcast platform, and the radio, WQEE, the key. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Because it's a heave-ho, high-oh, stealing wheat and barley, such a young man's game. Hey, there's an easier way to plunder. Playnow.com, Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. How do we score such a bounty? With slot games, table games, and sports betting. Winning such a treasure, there'd be no more swab in the deck. Visit Playnow.com to sign up today. Play with confidence, plus profits stay in Saskatchewan. Must be 19 plus to play. Use your game sense. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. The studio is Baller's Rec Room, your entertainment destination in the heart of the Dudney Strip. Overtime is brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC, the National Football League, and the RP Show Super Bowl watch party this Sunday between the Chiefs and the Eagles. Space is limited. First come, first serve. Watch the show with us, your favorite RP Show personalities at the Four Seasons Sports Palace, 909 Arcola Avenue East. It's a hockey country, don't you know, as we bring the moose in here. Wilf is watching in Steinbach in Manitoba, and he's got some thoughts on the code in hockey, whereby you hit somebody cleanly, hard, and you got to fight because of it. The teammate of the guy whose clock you just cleaned. Uh, Wilf writes in, he says, hi, Rod and Moose. Suspend the instigator of the fight, like the guy who took after Truba last night. Or a substantial fine. Same for a dirty hit. It's interesting he says that, and it goes back to the way you want to call a hockey game, like in major junior hockey, and I can't remember the NHL, 
folks tell me you clear club tune me in on this is there an instigator rule in the nhl like there is in junior because no. you know when well, you go after a guy after a clean hit in junior you could get to two five and ten yeah there's a there's a mechanism in place to solve this in junior and i believe there is in the nhl isn't there yeah I believe they just it's don't call it rule they just don't call it no well Clark Clark's saying it's a two-minute penalty, but what is it called? And, and in junior, it automatically comes with a 10-minute instigator. Right, so they stopped handing it out. Yeah. So, to be honest, I, I'm not going to sit here and answer the questions for the sport of hockey. Like, I just came from NHL All-Star Weekend, where it is what it was. You notice Brad Sham, the voice of the Dallas Cowboys, if you listen to him. Let me say it again for those in the back that didn't hear it. The voice of the Dallas Cowboys. Hey, Brad, what did you think of NFL Pro Bowl games? Oh, I liked it. I thought they did a great job. <laughs> the voice of the Dallas Cowboys. He has to say it. So I'm in Florida. Who is it? Uh, buddy of mine, you know him, Johnny Meisner and Kennewick, Washington, probably mm. watching right now. He goes, I watched the skills competition until they started shooting pucks on the golf course. He's like, I'm out. So you fire Tim Peel, the referee, who was caught on a live mic talking about evening up the penalty calls because you need to preserve the integrity of the game. And then you guys got shooting pucks at surfboards to activate dunk tanks. But that's creativity, right? If you are waiting for things to make sense, you're going to be waiting a long time. So why do they have an instigator rule, but don't call the, they don't call the penalty? What, what Will's saying, by the way, and he makes a good point, is suspend that guy. But I, clearly they don't have a problem with it, or they would have got rid of it. Yeah, I think if it becomes a bigger issue, you know, like if it was happening every night in multiple games, then they would start cracking down on the instigator, like they did with the obstruction. When's the last time you had an obstruction call? You know, we don't really obstruct anymore. That not, exactly. It's kind of out of the game. We don't really see guys get hit and then jump and fight at scale anymore. It happens still once in a while, but not enough that it's a problem. It's a, it's a good point. I mean, what, the, what happened last night in New York, it's got everybody talking. And it's rare. I, I think the NHL likes that. Of course. If that yeah. was happening every night, they'd start cracking down on instigators. You've got to hand out instigators now. Yeah, well, guys get hit hard every night. But not the fights. Right. If the fights were happening every night, yeah. then we'd be having the instigators. A sports update. Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers begin an eastern road swing against the Detroit Red Wings in one of six games in the NHL tonight. McDavid leads the league in scoring with 92 points in 50 games. The Oilers lost just one game in their last 10 starts and sit fourth in the Pacific Division, three points behind the first-place Seattle Kraken. That's how tight it is there. Ticket prices are predictably high for the L.A. Lakers' next two home games with LeBron po poised to break the NBA scoring record. King James is 36 points away from tying Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, 37 away from surpassing him. The Lakers host Oak City tonight. If he doesn't set the mark tonight, he can do it Thursday against Milwaukee. Some tickets have been listed for as much as, take a guess, you never would get I it. I thought you said 16 grand yesterday. $100,000. What? Oh, no. Hot take. As my, as my mom would say, some sucker with more money than brains. This sports update for whoop, Landmark Cinemas in theaters now. The movie Avatar, The Way of Water. Set more than a decade after the events of the first film, Avatar, The Way of Water, begins to tell the story of the Sully family, the trouble that follows them, the lengths they go to keep each other safe, the battles they fight to stay alive, and the tragedies they endure. In theaters now, Landmark Cinemas, Avatar, The Way of Water. Yes? Um, yeah, breaking can news. I add some breaking news to the sports yeah, update? do. It looks like the NHLPA has their new leader. Who that? Uh, Marty Walsh, the U.S. Secretary of Labor, reported, uh, reportedly to be named the head of the uh, Players Union in the National Hockey League. That came down about... 10 to 15 minutes ago. How about Dundee. that? Uh, 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 regarding last night and the uh, Flames-Rangers game, there were two instances where there were hard hits and fights that followed. But I don't expect to see any supplementary discipline handed out. I'm sure you don't either. No.
regarding that ranch in Hawaii. Jack in Alberta, Jack Fulton writes, and he says, the Parker Ranch in Hawaii covers 130,000 acres. He said, my brother-in-law bought 200 head from them years ago. Jack is a cattleman, just like my family has been. Uh, Wayne in Victoria, B.C. By the way, Rod, you mentioning Ray Donovan made me get back into the series. I used to watch it a few years ago and quit for some reason. Now I'm watching again and loving it. Oh, I know. Mickey Donovan. We were quoting Mickey Donovan driving around Fort Lauderdale on Saturday. Turned to Rich Sutter in the back of the car. We said, did you watch Ray Donovan? He goes, of course. <laughs> I never even heard of it till a year ago. Yeah. Last minute of play in the RP show. Well, I feel like we set a land speed record today for the show. Went by real fast. So fast. Means we're having a good time. So we'll see what happens in the next 22 hours. Does Trevor Harris officially become a Saskatchewan Rough Rider? We got these exciting NHL games tonight, including the orders at the Red Wings. Talk some NFL. As we move along towards the week, a lot more Super Bowl coverage will be enjoyed right here. What do we got tomorrow? We got the Silver Fox, Kelly Rempel, and who else, Clark? Jim Clubber Lang, our director of scouting, Craig Smith, and Eddie, Lang, uh, Eddie Lack. And is Rems tomorrow? Okay. Oh, it's a busy, busy show. Busy show. You're heading out of town, eh? That's right. Be safe. Thank you. Drive safe. And we'll see the rest of you tomorrow here, noon Eastern, Game Plus, and WQEE, the key. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> LFG. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.